on board. I'm Luke. And I'm Lars. This is two guys talking about fantasy movies. Lars, how are you? I'm doing really great. I, um, yeah, things are going okay. Great weekend. A lot of housework, a lot of projects that we're doing with all this time that we have not going out and about to bars Wait, and what, what, stuff. Talk to me about that. That's, that. That seems new. That seems new. Right. Yeah. New thing. Um, no, so we're you know doing a lot of a lot of stuff around the house, but um, Elizabeth and I did take some time to get away. We went and played golf. We went early in the morning because it's been Africa hot around here lately. Yep. But no, it's just you know you gotta you gotta find time to to enjoy some things, even in the midst mm-hmm. of utter chaos and <laughs> horror landscape that we live in. There are exactly. some things to uh, to appreciate. How, how about you? I'm doing well. Uh, I've had the past couple of days off. Just schedule lined up that way uh started baking again made some soup yesterday which was nice i'm very boring what kind of soup uh it's kind of like minestrone it's like this big thick hearty tomato um it's it's pretty good it's interesting baked my first loaf of bread since moving out here it's uh we're looking into buying a new car Ooh, yeah oh hey congratulations on victoria's new gig that's awesome Uh she uh, she is she's digging it so far Great. It looks like it could be really spectacular, or at least not spectacular, but it could be really good. Um, what? <laughs> Which, yeah, I know. And you know, in this, in this, you know, twenty twenty, things that appear to be really spectacular, but ultimately end up only being good. Uh, I'll take it. That's a win. I'll yeah, that's a, win. that's a win. <laughs> something that I appeared, out. something that appeared to be spectacular and actually was very good mm-hmm. was the movie that I suggested. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good uh, transition there. Thank you, thank you. Um, after a while, you feel like you get better practice at it, and mm-hmm. eventually, one day, we'll actually sound like real podcasters. <laughs> one can only hope. Exactly. So last episode, Dad was on with us, and we did Highlander. Uh-huh. And that shot up to number one. So on the heels of that, we watched another Immortal movie. On this, this is the one. third episode in a row we've done that. Because we had Last Witch Hunter as well. Oh, that's right. I have a thought about that, but continue. Okay. This is probably the newest movie that we've reviewed because it just came out like last month. Yep. On Netflix. It's the Charlie's Theron vehicle, The Old Guard. I really like this one. Yeah. So did I. I, I. I have some issues. And not like like big things but there's some questions that i have but overall really good mm-hmm. like great movie like it, it started as a really cool action movie and then it went you know mystical it had you know supernatural elements not in like a scary sense but just you know that, that these are undying people it was really great you know it's a netflix movie but it has real production values i mean Charlize theron is an incredible actress i i love her <laughs> i'm glad to see that she's getting a she's like 47, 48, somewhere around there, and she. I'm glad to see that she's getting an action movie career. Like, it was this, and Atomic, Atomic Blonde. Blonde, and then Mad Max Fury Road. But then she also can do the dramas, she can yeah. do comedy, she can, like, she just seems, she's really cool. Yes. I really like her a lot, and she Me can too. pull off the dramatic scenes in this movie, and is also equally believable when she's kicking everybody's ass. Yes. There's a lot of really, you said there's production values in it, there's actual actors in this, like, Charlie's Throne and she will tell Edgy for and yeah. Dudley from the uh, God he looks creepy he looks so <gasps> weird in that movie that was Dudley from Harry that Potter that was Dudley yeah oh my god and then I think J- Jafar I think that one of the the guys in the old guard is the Jafar in the new movie is that not correct I think so yeah I didn't I didn't pick up on that one but yeah A to B plot Lars so the plot is Charlie's Throne is old they never really say how old she is but she is dawn of civilization old yes <laughs> basically 
and she doesn't die. Yeah. She can get injured and she heals. Over the millennia, she has found others like her and they are like a team. They do missions. They save people. They help people out. They don't really explicitly, they're not like the A team when it starts. Yeah. You know, they don't like, hey, you can hire us out and we'll do a good job. It's just they go around doing good things. Right. A new person comes into their group. She's a, uh, it looks like, it's. I think it's Af- uh, Afghan war or yeah, Iraq or yeah. something. It's a soldier that gets killed. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't know that you're you have this ability until you die first and you come back and all the other immortals the old guard can sense you can very, see yeah. that you know very Highlander go, right and they they have to go and but in the antithesis of Highlander they're wanting to go find them to help them right right off the bat my biggest problem with the movie the thing that they just they miffed it right off the bat and they they saved it throughout the whole movie but the first thing they did was wrong it opens with voiceover narration and charlie's throne's dead and then it cuts back to her alive and it leads back to that point Uh so when she dies it completely takes away the surprise of that yes like it, it should have built to it should have opened on they're building to this first mission it's a double cross because there's an evil mad scientist billionaire jeff bezos right Mark zuckerberg kind of guy that or actually more like martin screlly like that farmer bro <laughs> yeah. guy. that's who he was yes he's trying to get the old guard's blood to make regenerative drugs it's a the, their first mission is a setup to get like to get them and of course they get blown away and then they wake up and they kill everybody in the room it should have progressed to that so when we see them wake up for the first time it's like holy shit what is this why are they waking up yeah that first surprise was spoiled Mm -hmm. by that what do you think i I just i I, sometimes i like those the you know you're probably wondering how i got here kind of intros and sometimes it works and i don't know if it if it miffed it but it certainly it kind of undercut it particularly because it was so soon to the beginning a thought i that i'd had the entire time so we watched Highlander last uh, last episode, and we talked about Last Witch Hunter before that. Why are there so many fantasy films that have, uh, or at least enough for it to be a, a common theme of immortal people going through the ages? Um, because I think it's almost like a wish fulfillment. Nobody wants to die. Yeah. People, people, you know, death is something that is scary for people. So a, a, a fantastical thing that people can dream of is I don't ever have to worry about that. You can tie, it ties into like a lot of vampire myth as well. Cause mm-hmm. you know, immortal. So yeah. Yeah. But, but like most wishes, you don't think through the consequences of those. Right. And, and much like Highlander and, and dad brought this up when we were watching Highlander, that those people are lonely. Those people mm-hmm. are alone. And this old guard, they're alone. Like they're the only, yeah. Yeah. And, and and they formed a tight bond, and I really liked that it was it was a family. Like, yeah, you could definitely tell this group had been through a bunch of stuff together. I, I love that that line when when they get captured and he you know he's like oh is that your boyfriend? No, and he has that that beautiful speech about how this man means more to me than I could ever possibly describe. And it was yeah so yeah so two of them one of them was a was a Muslim or or, or more you know he was in the, yeah they were in the Crusades they killed each other many times in the Crusades and then they they weren't even soulmates they were just they were each other like yeah they they loved each other and they spent eternity with each other and that that was oh yeah that was such a good line and then everyone else kind of like there's that awkward cough kind of thing and then the next scene is they're all dead in the. They have killed all of their guards. And the, the... Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. There's there's a lot of neat, there's a lot of great moments. I, I think, though, to your question, why is there so many fantastical elements? It's like, well, why are there so many, you know, 
sword and sorcery movies where the girl has big boobs and you know it's because it, it's it's a that's a fantasy but i think like this myth of living forever it's our way to cheat death it's our way to get out from that and that's okay. the one thing that we all none of us can get away from that right some of us can get away from being poor some of us can get away from being harmed you know we we can afford better health care or whatever but at the end of the day all of us are going to die right so this is a way for us to escape that does that make sense i, I see I that. Think that that's yeah part, that, that might be it i think so I, it's just it was an, it's interesting because we there are there's enough of that kind of story where it's the the urban fantasy but it's not actually urban fantasy it's just someone who's lived forever for it to be its own sh- subgenre se- seemingly Mm-hmm. And that's those three movies, one right after the other. And, like, I'm sure we will come across more as we keep doing this. But it's just one of those things that, that kicked around in the back of my head. Yeah. But it's weird. They actually even almost do the Highlander thing where when Niall, the new soldier, the new immortal, comes back, when she dies, she gets, you know, her throat slit in, in Afghanistan. And she wakes up and all of her friends are basically looking at her like, no, you should be dead slightly less heartbreaking than the uh the getting thrown out of than connor getting thrown out of his village and in, in in stocks yeah and like with, with stones thrown at him mm-hmm. but yeah i it's i like i did like that i liked so yeah so niles uh is the new one she's a soldier they're all warriors and mm-hmm. i like that i like that the old guard I mean, they're incredible warriors. I loved her axe. Uh-huh. She has she has such a badass axe. They're all amazing warriors, and it's not that they're, like, superhumanly strong or anything like that. It's just they have fought for millennia, so their instincts and their reaction times and their, like, they have practiced for millennia. So uh-huh. there's no way you can fight these people because they know how to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> They've like, done a lot. <laughs> like that bit when, when, when they're, you know, like, is there anyone else coming? It's just us. <laughs> They've killed everyone yeah. else. Well, and it, it, yeah, and it, it's almost like you know Tom Cruise throughout Edge of Tomorrow becomes a better soldier, not yeah. because he's inherently stronger. It's just he's done it over and over and over. Yeah, and, and over again. And and, and that's yeah. what the old guard has done is that over mm-hmm. the, the millennia they have fought over and over again. So they're incredible warriors. I love that fight on the plane. That yep. was great. So Charlize Theron, she goes and gets the girl, brings her back into the like the old guard, basically. There's some double crossing, you know, standard plot. Again, the little hint, there's a great scene where it all slows down and it gets quiet after all this fighting and the characters are just talking to one another and, you know, there was a time where I was worshipped like a god. Mm-hmm. And it's just little hints that, like, you know, you see, like, a flashback of Charlize and she's wearing this armor that predates... Everything. Like, uh, the Egyptians. <laughs> like, uh-huh. she, she has been around for a long time. And that leads into her backstory. She had, like, the first person she ever found, they were as close to lovers as they could be. Like, they were sisters, yeah. but more, you know. And I loved this. So they get caught during, like, the, you know, Middle Ages and, and the Puran- Puritanical society. Uh-huh. You know, they're witches, and they try burning them, and they take one of them. And put her into an Iron Maiden and throw her off the bow of a ship. Right. Where she drowns over and over again for 500 years. That was nightmarish. Yeah, that's... And and, and all of them can still feel her. They can mm-hmm. still, like, every once in a while, they'll dream about her. They've tried to find her. She's at the bottom of the ocean somewhere drowning over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's... like, and, and that, like, part of the problem with an immortal movie is... 
oh well you can't hurt them what what where's the stakes right you know, where's the where's the danger well the danger is them getting caught because mm-hmm. if they get caught they're done <laughs> like that's that's a fate worse than death right yeah. i mean because it's it's perpetual death and that, right. that it, was really it's, it's, that, that was you... handled very well yeah how <laughs> How do you kill Wolverine? Well, you don't, but you make his every waking moment agony. Yeah. Like that is horrifying. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked how it was able to add stakes to. Right. They said that like the, the only thing that we really are afraid of is getting captured. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's smart. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. really good way to do it. He mentions that there's one of the guys that's the, he's French. He says, big wounds take a long time to heal. So mm-hmm. what happens if their head gets cut off? I've been. My, it's the same thing I've wondered about, like, I, I made this joke years ago with Wolverine. If you cut Wolverine in half, do two Wolverines grow back? Is he a starfish? <laughs> Is he a starfish? Right, exactly. So there's little things that you just have to kind of check mm-hmm. your your disbelief at. Because ultimately it turns out that while they're immortal, they Sometimes they can will- die. They will lose their power. Mm-hmm. It, it is something that, like, it's like Logan. Yeah. Like, eventually, Maybe, his power yeah. starts going away. And and it's almost like, and, and I, I like that it wasn't a mystical thing. It was just, it, it's almost like you age out of it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, it's going to happen. You don't know when, you don't know why, it's just going to happen. And, of course, in the midst of this, Charlize Theron gets stabbed and the wound's not healing. So she's right. she's not immoral anymore. And I loved that scene when she's she's she goes out. Mm-hmm. They capture they capture two of the old guard. The other three have to go save yeah. them because they're you know doomed. And she has to go out and she goes to a pharmacist and, and she, she just never bought to... bandages. <laughs> that was amazing. That yeah, was such a great detail. And we, like that was that was really good. I I thought that was. So- so funny because and she doesn't know how to do this because she's never had to for 2,000 years yeah. for yeah more than yeah more than that so she, she's never had to bandage anything so she doesn't know what she's doing yeah so it, it's I really like that mm-hmm. but yeah it was um I, I was I was very impressed I was I don't know what I expected and I I didn't know anything going into it other than Charlie's Theron is immortal and I'm mm-hmm. okay with that yeah um as she and, should be yes exactly <laughs> It's not Highlander good, but yeah, this is good. I, I enjoyed this. I, I was I was, I was very very entertaining and and had good character moments. Good lead in for a sequel. Yep. Um, less good was a movie we've kicked down the list a couple of times. Oh, like like far yes. less good. And there's a there's a yes. chasm between the first movie and then yeah. these other. Uh, there's a chasm between <laughs> the the second and the third. Right. <laughs> but right. no, we we. So much as a while ago. Yeah, and so I remember seeing this. I've seen the poster for this for years, and always like thought, ah, oh, maybe I should watch that sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's a cool poster. If, if anybody else has that inkling or that you know thought of, hey, I've seen this poster. I really should watch this. Don't avoid that instinct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Fire and Ice, Ralph Bakshi, Frank Frazetta, uh, collaborative. Frank Frazetta, who he did the. The Conan artwork. When you think of Conan the Barbarian, you're thinking of either Frank Frazetta or Schwarzenegger. That's it. And he's had this. He has this really interesting muscular style, and it's really, it's like high fantasy, low fantasy perfection artwork. Tied it, and he teamed up with Ralph Bakshi, who did the um, the animated Lord of the Rings movies from the '70s with the rotoscoping artwork. Right. Mm-hmm. So on this planet, there are two kingdoms, fire and ice, and they hate each other, and they're fighting. That's be- yeah. yep. And then it's just a vehicle to watch scantily clad people, both men and women, run around 
and mostly women. Yeah, mostly scantily clad women. And then it just it goes on. There's a there's a Batman analog, Dark Wolf. He's ca- yep. yep. And he's cool. He's got a really cool mm-hmm. mask. He hits things with yep. axes. He, he kills does. the final bad guy. And then the movie ends. And somehow that took an hour and a half. Yeah, man. This was bananas. <laughs> it's I, in the I same was actually, vein. I got as... more in, of heavy metal. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um I got I got more in like more in just looking at the like the technical things about the movie because the story itself is just it's nonsense yeah and it could be told in five minutes Mm -hmm. but like i started thinking why why hasn't rotoscoping why wasn't that something that really took off because it is an interesting looking yeah animation it sets it up sets it apart well it's Um, it's because it looks so much more fluid and so much more it's so odd it's like the old fleshman mm -hmm. uh, old fleshman superman stuff that's rotoscoped Mm -hmm. and it it can be it because it looks odd and it can be seen as like oh you're just you're limiting what you want mm-hmm. it's kind of like tracing and cheating because you have to film mm-hmm. everything and then you have to reanimate it yeah like do you remember that that weird johnny depp movie rango the animated where i never saw, I never saw it it's fantastic it's weird they filmed mm-hmm. the entire movie and then they animated it huh yeah it's odd yeah i i Okay, I, I can get that then. My other thing was that, like, I know that we've talked about this already. Why did an adult animation, and I don't mean scantily clad women animation, but why did adult-themed animated movies take off? Yeah. And like, it, you know, and, and it's weird now with, you know, your your Dan Harmons and um, the who, I forget the guy that created Rick and Morty. Was Justin him. Rowland. Justin so, Rowland. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you have these people that grew up watching these kinds of movies, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll lump Seth MacFarlane in with these, you know, as far as like an animator's concern yeah. or like a cartoon creator. It's interesting to me that, you know, he's made the Orville, <clears> but <throat> hasn't gone yeah. on, which is, which is, it, it, I mean, he did that because he's a Star Trek fan. Yeah. You know, and he wanted to have somebody pay him to make to Star, Star Trek, yeah. basically. Uh, and I can't blame him. No, if I had that much money, yes, absolutely. Exactly. But you, like, you know what I mean? Like, why? <clears throat> and I, th- I remember you mentioned like not just why do we have don't we have more animated fantasy movies, but why don't we have animated romantic comedies? Why don't we yeah. have animated westerns or an- like animated anything that that is more adult? Well, themed? The only the problem is I watched the first two seasons of Rick and Morty. I'm like, I'm done. I don't need any more of this. It's it's fine. The best animated adult animation that I can think of is probably the Venture Brothers. Yeah. And that's because it does something with what it's trying. It tries to be more than just dick and fart jokes. Mm-hmm. And despite as intelligent as Rick and Morty purports to be, it's dick and fart jokes. I will say that as far as hearts, like as the, the thing that I go to more, Yeah, um, I love Bob's Burgers, and it's more because it's a family-oriented I, thing. I have heard I nothing. I've heard nothing but good things about Bob's Burgers. Something that bothers me about adult animation is that they all they all roughly look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Seth MacFarlane looks like these things, Bob's Burgers and... Lorraine Brochard, and there's like a, a Central Park show that looks like... I mean, it might be his animation style. Yeah, too. and it's it could be that I just don't like that, but we... Like, there's a... Have you seen the trailer for Star Trek Lower Decks? Yeah. Yeah. That's the same... Similar kind of art style, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I just... I mean, I get that that's what's popular now, but it bothers me that we have... It seems like 
no one takes risks in that, but it could also be because that's super cheap to animate like that. It could be. I you should give Bombsburgers a try. I, 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 it, I it, it, it's a very sweet show. It's weird, but it's like as far as like a family on TV, it's probably the sweetest depiction of a family on TV. I've heard. Yeah, I know. I it's it. it's I on my it. it's on my list to watch. <laughs> to going along with that though, you know what doesn't look like anything else? What? Fire and Ice. Yes. It is a it is a unique looking movie. Yeah. That you can. I mean the the lizard monster in the swamp was neat uh-huh. um and i actually and that i like the elements of fantasy movies like especially like these sword and sorcerer epics you know it, if you're in another movie and a lizard monster jumps out it's like oh you're just kind of throwing something in there uh-huh. but this one anything can happen because it's a wild primordial world of course a lizard monster could jump out at you because that's just what lives in the swamps yeah. in these places no i get that did you know the guy who did the background painting for this uh, wrote dinotopia yes i did i saw that and i was super <laughs> stoked and you want to talk I about just maybe want to read Dinotopia instead of did you one. did you know that there that he did four Dinotopia books? I saw you tweet about that. Yeah. I'm like, I need to go find those other ones. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. You want to talk about uh, about missed opportunities? Why hasn't there been actual good Dinotopia things outside of like you know outside of outside of the, the books. cheesy ABC? Yeah, those you know movie HBO hit me up. I got ideas. Yeah. I just, we're talking about other things because there's really nothing to talk about with Fire and Ice. It, my, my whole thing, it was like, so Princess Tigra gets kidnapped over and over again. That's, that's the, yeah. she's the fire princess or the ice, ice princess? Yeah, she's the fire princess. Fire, fire, fire princess because the ice ones are the bad ones. So she keeps, keeps getting kidnapped by kidnapped by other increasingly horrible groups of people that look pretty rapey. And she's just, she's scantily clad. And like when she's like writhing around, I kept waiting for it to like, like it's going to come off of her. And, and like, I know she's a cartoon character, but. That's uncomfortable. Ugh, I'm really glad that we didn't watch this with dad. This was initially, we were going to watch this with the, on the dad episode. Yeah. No. I'm really glad I didn't have to watch this one with dad. Yep. Oh, I know. What's the worst movie you've seen with, with, with mom and dad? I don't know. I remember the worst movie I saw with grandma and papa. What was that? Was Scream. Okay. And it was fine through the murder parts. Those actually weren't bad. It was when Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich start doing it. And it was like, it was a game of, we're not going to make eye contact now for the ne- until this scene is over. That's That was the most uncomfortable I've been in a movie with a family member. Mom and I saw The Ugly Truth at a theater. Yeah, that Catherine the, the And Gerard Butler, the awful sex comedy. And I just same thing of just like, why did why did mom say, hey, you want to go see this with me? Because <laughs> she didn't know it was yeah, that. Yep. She thought it was a romantic comedy. Yep. And <laughs> technically, yes, it's a romantic comedy. But no. So okay. So again, we're talking about other things because that provides more entertainment than than Fire and Ice did. So we watch a lot of movies with subtitles just because it, it makes it a lot easier because TVs are weird yep. noise. They call the monsters in this subhumans Mm -hmm. and they're all dark skinned and they're all kind of yeah it's a little weird yeah 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 this this was a this was better than the third one this was better than the third movie we watched you're correct i don't really have there's not a lot of redeeming things it wasn't really interesting as far as the movie was concerned it was really repetitive because she just keeps getting kidnapped over and over again Mm -hmm. it's like we talk about how it was kind of reminiscent of, of heavy metal at least heavy metal had a soundtrack Heavy Metal had a kick-ass soundtrack. This one had a woman like whose outfit was just testing the tensile strength of that fabric. It was yes. almost... And, and that's probably one, why they made the movie. Yep. That was it. Mm-hmm. So 
it was not as bad as our third movie. And our third movie tonight, again, comes from Roger Corman and... A man who I treasure deeply and hate at the same time. Yeah, uh, you know, he gets all this great credit, and I, and I, and I, I agree with a lot of it. And, you know, he's, he gave a lot of first-time directors their start. Without him, I mean, James Cameron and John Demme and Ron Howard. And, like, I mean, there, there's, 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 there are a huge swath. I mean, Jack Nicholson uh-huh. and, and, you know, all these people, huge swaths of people that would not have had their start were it not for Roger, Roger Corman. Yep. I mean, I, I think Scorsese's first movie. Yeah, I think so, was, too. Uh, was, was under him you know so his impact on on hollywood i'm not discounting that and he's also made some entertaining movies too like the 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 um edgar Allan poe series those are great like the pit and the pendulum oh the he, mask of the red death and oh he did like those? All those Vincent oh, cool. movies. oh yeah those are great yeah but then there's also amazons he just churns out movies and one of them was amazons oh god so I, when I turned this on, I'm like, okay, so this is right in the Deathstalker ring. And then it decided to, to go for a dive past mm-hmm. Deathstalker. And so the A to B plot is that there are some Amazons and they need to get a sword to act as a lightning rod so they can attack a, a wizard, I think. Kalungo, the bad guy. Yep. <laughs> okay. Who was who? Speaking of Scream, he was the sheriff in Scream. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. I only saw Scream like once when it came out, and I don't remember a whole lot about it. Not with what you're with your grandparents. No, not no no. And so there's just <laughs> there's just they go around. They have scantily clad adventures. They get kidnapped, and there's a fair amount of at least implied or attempted rape. There's a lot of boob groping, yep. which is apparently the handshake of this world. And some lots of naked people. There's a, a naked tiger lady. Naked tiger lady. There's a lot of nakedness. Yep. And then the movie pauses for the only actual like sex in it mm-hmm. is actually like a kind of a very tender, mm-hmm. tastefully done. <laughs> Love scene. I mean, you know, if you had, if you inserted that love scene into another movie, you would not think rapey or right, like, gross. It was just, yeah, you know, just they're having a love scene, yep. which was odd because it was the bad guy. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, similar movies, the bad guy would be just ripping their clothes off, and it would be rape, and it'd be awful, and that would show how bad he was. This was just odd. Yeah, like we watch so many movies that that cheaply and easily use rape as a a shorthand for how bad these people are. Right. So when the bad guy didn't do it, it was it was like, well, why don't they just do that all the time? I don't want to watch any more of that crap. Right, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> so I had a out of vivid thought. There's this, there's a, a scene where they are riding through a haunted woods. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Herb from when we were growing up in Bath? Herb had that yeah. that ga- that big gothic house on the corner. Mm-hmm. And he would go all out for Halloween every year. There's this really nice guy that lived in Bath, and, and yeah, huge house right in the corner, right up the street from us, and you had to stop at Herb's house for Halloween. So I was like three or four, and I remember knocking on the door for trick-or-treat, and he had a scarecrow or a skeleton mannequin dummy thing, and he mm-hmm. jumped up and chased me with it. And I remember being more scared than I have ever been in my entire life, and I ran off the mm-hmm. thing down the road kind of thing. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I got intense... Herb's house had better production values than that running that forest. Had better production values than the whole movie. Yeah. And and actually better sound design too. I think that's actually the thing that took me out the most of this movie. The music and the sound design. It had horrible foley. So like the all those sounds in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like a bad guy snapped and there was no sound. And I kept waiting for the sound to happen, but there's no sound. There's laser beam sounds. Yep. And then the music. I know that you like. Oh my god. I love that. That was the one thing I actually <laughs> actively liked about this so the music in this sounded like something from a super nintendo game and like it like specifically like, like early like, early like, super like nintendo. legend of zelda 
or um, some of like the, the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games, and for some reason that like lit up the the part of my brain. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the only thing about this I like. Everything else is just a hair above garbage at best. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it was man. So man, it was awful. We've watched a lot. <laughs> we've watched several Roger Corman bad fantasy movies, several '80s fantasy movies, and they tend to do magic as drawn on in post, not like mm-hmm. CGI, but it's actually physically drawn onto the cells or mm-hmm. onto a layer on top of it. I love that aesthetic and that look, and it bothers me that they don't ever go far enough with it. Like the one good thing in I can't remember if it was if it was the first Deathstalker or if it was um, the Deathstalker not sequel with the with uh, the the album cover dragon wizards of the lost kingdom there's like a wizard duel that happens at one point and it's this cool animated like back and forth and i want more of that and i don't know why no one ever gives me that i like it because it's it feels more magical yeah it's char like it's charming because it is more like it when it's drawn on it's not it's not clean and polished just as if magic existed i i feel it's elemental and it's kind of messy and there's like residue yeah and there's you know like there's smudge around it and i feel like that's sometimes seeing that's more indicative of it sometimes seeing the seams of a movie's production makes a movie feel more real to me it's like whenever we're watching something like oh hey it's that guy being mm-hmm. able to point out a that guy actor makes me want to watch it more and makes the movie feel more real as opposed to having to figure out why the hell I've, I've seen this guy before. And my brain works on that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon's was was kind of terrible. Yeah, um, I got to... Where was I at? I remember reading this down. I got to a part, and then I looked up, and it was I was only halfway through. I was like, I'm so bored. And then I looked up, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm only halfway through. And I think that's what... That's, the you know, again, the worst kind of bad movie is that when you're just bored. Yeah. Um, and that that's really what this, this one was. I don't know. I... I, I after, I mean, just looking at the list, Warrior and the Sorceress, Deathstalker 3, Deathstalker, Wizard of the Lost Kingdom. I mean, Deathstalker 2 is at least getting up in the better ones. But a lot of the lower lists, that's Roger Corman. I'm going to need to see some, be- we need to find the best Roger Corman movies. That, that yes. needs to be the good one. Because because I'm 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 not getting the, the love from the Roger Corman film school right now. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> where... Let's do, let's do worst to best. Where where would you put Amazon's? So I'm looking at it right now. I don't know because it's Deathstalker feels better. P fifty one Dragonfighter was shorter. I think we get into the awful tier like Deathstalker three. I was bored. Was bad. Yeah, Warrior and the Sorceress. I didn't hate myself as much as I was watching it. Is Warrior and the Sorceress the David Carradine? Yeah, one? I'd say it's, I'd say I'd put it in between Deathstalker and Hobbit. And, oh. oh, I'd put it in between Hobbit and Warrior and the Sorceress. Yeah, I'm thinking the same because the rest is is those are untenable. <laughs> okay so there's that and then fire and ice that's gonna be still low for me too. yeah i think i would probably rather watch aladdin mm-hmm. uh, but i don't Absolutely. but i don't know if i would rather watch the adventurer well after that yeah I, I would put Fire and Ice in between Aladdin and the Adventurer. Yeah, I watch Aladdin a lot now because the kids love it. Well, that's good. It gets better. It gets better every time. <laughs> like there's, the, I, I actively enjoy the Prince Ali number now. Number now. Huh, yep. Cool. Old Guard. I'm gonna scroll up. Yeah, me too. We're gonna we're gonna go up high. I mean, this is not. I would not say top ten, but it's up it, there. It, it, it's barking at eleven <laughs> for me. I mean, I I, I don't know. Like I. I Okay, so I I, th- I thought it was better than Frozen Two. I thought it was better than Onward. Yeah, I agree. Better than Sorcerer's Apprentice and uh, Pirates. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a neat chunk of movies where it's that's hedged in between Robin Hood Men in Tights and the two other Robin Hoods that I've been kind of calling Sherwood in my head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. I don't know when I'll watch this again. Mm-hmm. So that's where, I mean, like, I've, I've watched Robin Hood Men in Tights over and over again. I've watched Robin Hood Prince of Thieves over and over and over again. I've watched um, Dragonheart I don't know how many times. Right. I would say that it's, mm, like, as a, mm, this is tough. Cause <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's nostalgia talking now. Yeah. Because, like, it's a better movie than Bright. Yes, I agree. That That's probably its closest, it's it's two closest analogs and, and, are Bright and, uh, Highlander. and Highlander. So somewhere between there. It's, it's better than, right, so somewhere between 17 and 1. <laughs> yeah. Which, what, what, again, once you're getting up into here, you're, they're all good. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is, if you're in there, it's a solid recommendation, I think, on our part. I would say that, I actually put it in between Prince Valiant and and bright yeah i um, think i agree with that because prince valiant is just is charmingly epic fantastical yeah. and bright is ambitious but 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 i think this one pulls it off better i think i agree like yeah the, it's so i'll put it there yeah cool this was a good one yeah. I, I was really I, I was really happy with with that one mm-hmm. i was not happy with fire and ice and i loathe <laughs> yeah that was i i i I understand why you wanted me to watch that because you needed to drag someone into hell with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so at the, at, you know, he for full disclosure, folks, he had um, texted and said, "Hey, what were the movies for this week?" I think knowing full well what they were, <laughs> he was just trying to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. no, 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 you are gonna sit through this one. <laughs> Scott is my witness. You are going to sit through this because. That was so oh, bad. <laughs> Lucas, where can they find us? Uh, we can be found interwebs? on Twitter and Instagram at SwordInBoardCast. Uh, if you have a recommendation, shoot us a line at SwordAndBoard uh, at Gmail um, or fire us on something on Twitter or Instagram as well. Uh, our theme song is Goblin Road Trip by Ryan Boyd. You can find them at Ryan Boyd on twitter our artwork is produced by wes forbes uh lars do you have anything you want to plug um outside of um fantasy um i am reading a fantastic comic book called batman 66 oh god it's so good it's so good um it is it takes the conceit that the 1966 Batman was Batman, mm-hmm. like the Batman, yep. and that and he they do a comic book series of that, and it's new, like really pretty artwork, um, but it's Gadzooks and holy Batman and and campy, but and it's nostalgic and winky without only being nostalgic and winky. It still tells a really cool story, like each mm-hmm. one of the little vignettes. It's all little episodes, yeah. You know, there's. He fights the Riddler, and then he fights Penguin, and he fights Sub Zero, and, and it, it lets you appreciate how kooky and weird and wonderful the Batman show was, but it also tells its own stories. Mm-hmm. I, it's pitch perfect. Have you ever seen Batman: Brave and the Bold? Which it, it's yeah, the same, yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of same, kind of same kind of thing. So it's um, but just this is just in comic yes. form. So I, I really, I really am, am digging that. And then this is completely antithetical to two guys watching fantasy movies. I watched the Michael Jordan um, Bulls Netflix doc. Well, it was on ESPN, but they released it on Netflix. It's called The Last Dance, and it's about their the Chicago Bulls' final championship run. So, like the, their third year of their second three-peat, but then it goes back over his entire career and all the different things that he did, like all the championships he won. It was amazing because that that was the period of time that I actually enjoyed basketball and followed basketball, mm-hmm. and like going back and seeing Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen. And Michael Jordan, 
and Steve Kerr and all these people that I remember watching. Yeah. It was like, I, oh, I remember, I remember when Space Jam came out. I remember when all these, like, it was watching my childhood again. Yeah. It was really cool. Have you heard the, the Michael Jordan <clears throat> conspiracy theory? Which is? So he got, uh, for that, that, that he really did play with Bugs Bunny and saved the Looney Tunes. I mean, is that what, I mean, I wish against that, the monsters. That'd be great. Is that what? No. So from, I think it was 94 to 96, he took two years off to play baseball. Yeah. Yep. That it addresses that in the, yeah. the movie. So there is a, a conspiracy theory that says that he didn't take it off. He was forced to take it off by by the NBA because of, because of gambling. Because of gambling. And it, it, it's addressed in really? the movie, too. Oh, In the documentary. Cool. Yeah, they talk about it. <laughs> it. It's a really good doc. And even if you're not a sports fan, it's a really well done documentary. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that it's about one of the greatest basketball teams ever. Yeah. I really dug it. What uh, what would you like to plug? Lucas? Um, stay tuned. We will probably have some an interesting side project coming out soon. Yes, but we're gonna leave that one a bit mysterious for the time being. Maybe a... yeah, we don't want to divulge all of our secrets. <laughs> we're, we are agents of secrecy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you all for listening. As uh, once again, please wear your masks. I don't know who's not mm-hmm. anymore, but I think enough They're people dead. aren't that we're still here. Yeah. So that's so. great. Um, wear your mask and be good to each other. Tip your delivery uh, drivers. We'll see you soon. Right. Tip your delivery drivers. <laughs> Have a good night, <laughs> 9 o'clock is the same as the 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right.